Well, folks, it's playoff week. Will this Eagle team finally figure things out at the last possible moment when the stakes are the highest? Let's talk about it next on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. time of the day it is you're listening to this program welcome to philadelphia eagles talk with jeff and that's the question posed this week that's the thought that's driving my thoughts does that make sense that's the thought that's driving my thoughts i don't know if that makes any sense i don't know if anything makes any sense these days when you're talking about the philadelphia eagles a team that was 10 and 1 at one point in the season you would never 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 guess that the way this team's been playing in the last six weeks. Losers of five in the last six games. I mean, what can you say? We're going to talk about it, though. We're going to, we're going to discuss and try to try. I'm going to really try, folks, to spin this more of an optimistic side. We have been through the doldrums, into the dumps, for almost six weeks. We've had enough. We've had enough. We need to see some inspired play by our Eagles. We need to see some passionate play by our Eagles. We need to see some better play by our Eagles. Execution-wise. Game-calling-wise. Game-planning-wise. It's time for the Eagles to come together. And right this ship for once and for all. They're out of chances now. It's one and done. New season, one and done. They got to do it on the road because of their collapse. They find themselves on the road the entire way unless they get some, you know, some wild upsets that may potentially happen. But otherwise, they're going to be road dogs, if nothing else, throughout. Not going to get into the game, per se, in this broadcast. We'll save that for the pregame podcast. It'll be later this week. The Eagles don't play till Monday night. So that'll be coming out either Friday or Saturday. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that. While I've got you here, if you get taken a moment there and make sure you follow the podcast, like the podcast, rate the podcast if the platform you're listening to allows you to do that. Really appreciate it. Really helps the show. And remember that you can email us at the show your thoughts, any questions you may have, anything. Uh, let me know you're out there. At uh, P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com, all right? P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. So where do we start? Where do we start? I'm starting to a point of being, like I said, been so frustrated, as you've all heard uh, over the last uh, several podcasts of mine. Um, frustrated not only with the team's play, but even more frustrated, perhaps, um, I don't know if I'd say more frustrated, but just coupled with the frustration over the stupidity of the Eagles um, coaches, um, you know, putting the players in a position to get injured last week, which they, they had no reason to do. Then um, ultimately we have guys banged up and hurt 
because of it. Not going to talk about it. I've talked about that at length. This is the last. You'll hear from me on that subject. Well, I may mention it occasionally, but I'm done talking about that. That's been said. Um, so it's time for this team to figure things out. They've got to figure things out. They can't play any worse, can they? I mean, you say that, and they actually accomplished it last week. After that Arizona game where you thought they could not play any worse, they actually did. But there's at some point you got to hit rock bottom and you get a dead cat bounce, right? You have to. I mean, there is always a rock bottom. And if it wasn't last week, I don't know how you could play any worse, being down 24 to nothing at halftime against the pitiful New York Giants. Just it doesn't get any worse than that. So with the playoffs, has this team been just, you know, kind of going through the motions over the last several weeks? That's been uh, put out there by Dallas Goddard. He almost made it sound like, well, we clinched this thing a few weeks ago and we've been, you know, he almost kind of said they'd just been kind of waiting for the playoffs, which to me it reflects on the coaching, not getting his team focused every week. Because that just can't ha- – that, that's the wrong mentality to have. I think we all agree with that. But he said it. There's definitely something, and I've mentioned this a couple times now in the last several podcasts again, that uh, there's something that happened. And I don't know when we're going to find out what it was. But there's definitely an underlying current of – I don't know what the word is. Dissatisfaction um, of – I don't know, just general unhappiness. There's something, there's an undercurrent in this team where things are certainly not right. I'm not even going to talk about the play in the field. I'm just talking about the overall mentality and morale of the team. There's something that happened during the season, the second half of this season, that led to this implosion. This type of stuff just doesn't happen to good teams, you know. There could be collapses due to injury. You know, stuff like that. But the Eagles haven't had any major injuries, knock on wood. You know, second half of the season, nothing that would, you know, prevent them from beating teams like the Cardinals and the Giants. That's for sure. Seattle. There's just something missing. There's something amiss. That's the word I've been using in previous podcasts. There's something off. And we will probably not find out what that is until the season's over with. If at all, you know, I don't know if they're gonna, how good they'll be at keeping this thing under wraps, whatever it is. Might be something relatively minor to just kind of spread like a virus through the locker rooms. Or maybe it's something big that completely internally imploded the team before they imploded on the outside and on the field. Whatever it is, something happened. Something went wrong somewhere. And... You know, talk about collapse. This is, the Eagles are in the middle right now. They're on the cusp, I should say, of the greatest collapse in NFL history. If they don't beat Tampa, it is the greatest collapse in NFL history. And the Eagles will have that label on them forever. From 10 and 1 to 10 and uh, to 10 and 1 to 11 and 6, and then a first round exit in the playoffs. I mean, you can't have a bigger collapse than that. 10 and 1 to finishing 11 and 6 and 1 and done in the playoffs. That is a collapse of epic proportions. 
They're the only team in NFL history, by the way, that ever started a season 10-1 and and did not win their division. So they already got that on their backs. So here's the reason why I have optimism. All right, here's the reason. I've talked about all the negative stuff. Let's talk, talk about how this team could potentially get things going here. Number one, it's due to happen. All right, we always talk about the means, you know, when whether the turnover ratio, you know, how you're always going to end up towards the mean, right, which is the average, right? So this team is too good to continue to lose. At some point, they're gonna they're gonna win. And and I'm saying even if they were playing a really good team, you know, they'd be due for an upset or something to turn us around. They're too talented not to. It's not like this is a uh, team with absolutely no talent in the field. When you match it up on paper, they're typically the team with the more talent, which is what makes us all more upsetting how the season ended. But they have a chance to right the ship if at the best time to do so in the playoffs. But they made things a lot harder on themselves because they got to do it on the road. Now, reasons for optimism, like I said. Eventually, this losing spin has got to end. Number one reason for optimism is they got a good draw in the first game. Tampa Bay is also not a good team. They barely beat Carolina last week. They didn't even score a touchdown against them. And Carolina, actually, in that game, I think had two touchdowns called back. I know they had one. Maybe not called back, but I think one maybe was called back and the other guy fumbled in the end zone. He was about to score. So, you know, this is a team that, you know, Carolina, you know, almost beat last week. So it's certainly a team that the Eagles can beat. Now, here's the thing, you know. Uh, they don't play well typically in Tampa. However, they went down earlier this year and beat them down there and played pretty well. But typically, they don't play well in Tampa, especially in the playoffs. They, uh, I can't remember the last time they actually beat Tampa in the playoffs. So that actually probably works against them a little bit. But this is not a good team. It's not a good team. Baker Mayfield is also banged up. He's playing on a bad leg, and, and I think his shoulder or arm. He's got some. He's got a lot of issues that he's playing through. But if this defense continues to you know, not be able to cover anybody, then he'll have a big day, and Mike Evans will go off. I mean, Mike Evans goes off against good defenses, so you know he's probably going to have a monster day, and the Eagles going to have to – you know, again, the Eagles, in order to win, because their defense is just so bad, this offense needs to score. So if the Eagles are to win this week, and I know I'm, I'm kind of diving into the game more like this is a pregame, but it's not. It's just – I'm just talking in general. The Eagles are going to have to outscore teams – to advance in the playoffs. If they're going to go anywhere, it's going to be the offense that carries them, not the defense. be nice if we get a little bit of a pass rush at some point, which, you know, some reason the defensive line is taking, you know, a month and a half off. You know, that's got to change. I already talked about Josh Sweat, and now he hasn't got a sack in, like, eons. And Carter and Jordan Davis, who have really hit a, a wall. And the only one that's really been playing well is Reddick, but he's, you know, they got him in pass coverage. I mean, the defense is just a shambles. It's just in shambles. And they're banged up also, once again, in the secondary because, you know, they chose to start their starters last week and lost Blankenship and Brown in the game. Brown for the season with an ACL. Blankenship, question mark, whether or not he's going to be able to go this weekend. 
So they're going to be shorthanded again in the secondary. Should have Slay back. That'll help. So, you know, it's not going to be easy, of course. Nothing's easy. Even the teams that they should have beaten this year, they somehow made difficult games. So if the Eagles are to eke out a win, you know, it'll probably be a close game. You know, Uh, I just think the Eagles need to – their offense certainly needs to show up. And the defense needs to start making some stops. Just stop. Just get – you never heard of a punt, guys, on defense? You ever heard of a team, you know, punting? I'm not sure the Giants even punted last week. So it might be two straight games without a punt. I I don't know. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe the Giants punted once or twice. I kind of stopped paying attention to that game after it was 24 to nothing. But point is, defense needs to start making some stops here. Um, Jalen Hurts, you know, we're paying you almost $50 million a season. It's time for you, Mr. $50 million man, to carry this team. This is when you make your money in the playoffs. So there's a lot of pressure on Jalen. I'm not putting the onus on him. This is a game where, you know, you got two not-so-good teams. The difference needs to be in the quarterback play. So Jalen Hurts needs to win this game for the Eagles. The more I'm going on here, I feel like this is becoming a pre-game preview podcast, but it's really not. It's not supposed to be. It's the middle of the week, and I just wanted to talk some Eagles. We'll get into more specifics in the postgame and obviously talk about the injury list. And we'll have an updated uh, injury report, I should say, as far as who's going, who's not. It's going to help them this week that they're playing on Monday night, but won't help them at all if they do happen to win this game. And then, say, have to go on the road to San Francisco and have not only have to go and play that team on the road, but also with one day less rest and time to plan for them. Now, they already played them once this year, so they – Typically have an idea. Uh, if you want to consider that playing them, the uh, you know, when they did face each other, because 49ers just blew our doors off in that game. But, you know, the Eagles got nobody to blame. They can only look in the mirror as to why they're going on the road to play them there versus in Philadelphia, because that game should be in Philly if this team had uh, just played halfway decent in the second half of the season. That game would be in Philly. So will their talent finally take over their ineptitude? That's the question. We know the talent's there. They got one of the most talented rosters in the league, which is why I think coaching gets a lot of the blame for this collapse. Players obviously deserve blame too. But it just feels that this team, especially defensively, these guys are running all around like with their, you know, a bunch of chicken with their head cut off. They have no idea what they're doing. It's embarrassing. So, you know, that stuff has got to change. So this is the opportunity for the Eagles to get it right. They got one of the more luckier draws in the first game in the playoffs. I mean, the Rams are a lower seed than Tampa because they didn't win their division. I mean, the Rams will be a much tougher game than Tampa. So the Eagles kind of got a break by being the fifth seed. 
Now, around the league, the Cowboys got to play the Packers. The Packers have a chance of upsetting Dallas in Dallas? I don't think so. I don't see it happening. Um, but here's the thing, though, when you talk about those two franchises, is Green Bay seems to play well versus Dallas. Now, they had Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or all these other great quarterbacks they've had. Um, can Jordan Love, you know, go into Dallas and, and come away with a upset victory? I kind of find it hard to believe, but it, at the same time, you know, Green Bay has beaten some, or at least hung in there against some decent teams this year. Um, they're playing with house money. Nobody expects them to win. That's always a good position to be in. You know, young quarterback, though, in love. Uh, this will be his first playoff game. Uh, Dak has been in quite a few, play, not quite a few playoff games, but he's played in the playoffs before and he's had some success, also some failures. So, um, you know, Dallas, the last game at home, they should have lost to the Lions if it wasn't for some boneheaded play by the ref. So their undefeated streak should have ended last game. Um, but they haven't lost at home all year. And uh, that crowd in Dallas will be pumped up. They, they're they uh, after winning the NFC East, courtesy of the Eagles, handing it to them. They're all juiced up and think that this is the year, as they always do. Um, and Dallas does have a good team, no doubt. They beat our ass the second game of the year. So we end up splitting with them in a season. Um, you know, they're a good team. Hoping they choke it out there against the Packers. I'll be rooting for the Packers hard this weekend, as I'm sure we all are. But either way, I mean, the Eagles got a really hard road. Even if they are to go down and beat Tampa, more than likely, game two is against the 49ers in San Fran, and I don't think any of us think that winning that game. So, but I don't think the Eagles can lose this game. Like I said, to prevent what everyone's going to consider to be an epic collapse, it's still going to be a collapse one way or the other. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whichever way you look at it, this season is going to come down as being a uh, one that they just let go. But to prevent it from being historic, all-time collapse, talked about for the rest of mankind, they have to win a playoff game. And they got lucky that they drew Tampa in the first round here. So, um, But again, I'm going to put it on Hurts. I mean, when you come right down to it, it, you know, these playoff games come down to quarterback play. And Hertz has got to carry this team to a win. You know, there ain't no tomorrow, as Rocky would say. Ain't no tomorrow. Got to get it done now. It's now or never for this team. It's now or never for any team in the playoffs, but especially for the Eagles. Only because... They've been just so pitiful over the last over the last quarter of the season. They just have been awful. One of the worst teams in the league. I mean, they really don't belong in the playoffs. They don't the way they're playing. They don't belong in the playoffs. I said that last podcast. We're lucky we're there. Lucky we had such a great start. We didn't have any must-win games at the end of the season because man, we got our ass kicked against bad teams even. That Arizona team, we couldn't stop them. The Cardinals, the Giants, put 24 in the first half against us. 
These are two of the worst teams in the league. So how do you have any optimism that they're going to go and win a first-round playoff game? And again, I, you know, they're really, when you look at the gameplay, there's no optimism. There's no reason to be optimistic at all other than just talk about that at some point this is going to end. You know? At some point, they got to play towards the mean. This team's too good to be this bad. So I'm just kind of saying they're almost due to win just regardless. But then again, when the playoff stakes are on, you know, you expect Tampa to probably wake up and play better than they've been playing. Then certainly they played last week with the playoffs. But you, we're paying our quarterback $50 million a year. He's supposed to be. We're paying him as a top five quarterback in the NFL. He needs to win this game. He needs to win this game. I don't care how bad they're playing right now. Hertz has got to win this game for the Eagles. You know, when you sign a huge contract, you the onus, I mean, it's already a lot of pressure on the quarterback without a big contract. Once you get a paid zillions of dollars, like as a top quarterback in the league, then you know what? You better perform more often than not especially in the playoffs. That's why you're making the big bucks. So Jalen needs to carry this team. Now, if he plays really well and end up losing by a field goal or whatever, that's fine. I mean, that that stuff happens. But Jalen's got to play well, and I mean very well this game. It's time for this offense to wake up. There's way too much talent in this team. And I do think that the offensive coordinator and play calling is definitely holding this offense back. I think that's part of it. But let's not also forget or dismiss that Jalen has played badly. And I pointed it out. He's got a lot of bad habits that have come back and resurfaced this year. Running out of the pocket before he needs to. Way too anxious to do that. Seeing ghosts, happy feet in the pocket, running out to the right without giving the pocket. The pocket's there. But Jalen just wants to run out of it. Once he does that, the play is over. Play's over. You ruin the play when it happens. Talked about that. Sometimes, occasionally, one out of every ten plays will pull a Houdini, Houdini act and throw it down the field, and you know someone will make a catch. But the play's over once he does that. That's what people got to understand. And plus, you're taking half of the field away, which I've also talked about in the past. He's got to stop doing that. Period. Just hang in there in the pocket. Take the hit. Deliver the ball where it's supposed to go. Read the defenses also. Let's quit turning the ball over. I mean, he's just, he's had a bad, bad year. His numbers are inflated because he's had 20 freaking tush push touchdowns. Everyone always says, oh, look how many touchdowns, you know, Hertz has got for this team. Yeah, how many of them are tush pushes from the two yard line? We don't pay a guy $50 million to carry the ball two yards over the, over the goal line. That's not what we pay him for. Pay him to win big games by throwing the ball. Reading defenses. Coming through in a clutch. Now, if they needed to touch push, you know, uh, to score the game-winning touchdown, fine. I don't like these first and down tush pushes. I, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. But Jalen Hurts needs to show up. Because it's not going to be long. It's not going to be long at all for the heat to come down on him. In Philly. It won't be long at all. 
We're not that far removed from a Carson Wentz bust out where he completely collapsed under the heat and pressure of Philadelphia. Now, he had some exterminating circumstances where he gets hurt, severely injured, misses the playoffs, and then he sees his backup quarterback go and win the whole thing for the team. That is something that no quarterback has ever had to um, deal with. Never in the history of the game. So as much as I always beat up on Carson because he's mentally weak, that could tear apart a lot of people. I mean, let's be let's be real. That could definitely tear up a lot of people. But he, more than anything else, I understand him being, you know, that, that being very hard on him mentally to see that happen and, and also have to work through and get back from the injury that he had. What bothered me most about Carson Wentz is how he didn't fight for his job and whined and cried and didn't fight for his job here and, you know, asked out of Philadelphia. That is what mostly pissed me off about Carson Wentz. He's got no guts. And I don't want that in my quarterback. So, but point is, Hurts better start playing well. Now, last year in the playoffs, he played great. He's seasoned it now in the playoffs. You know, he got this team all the way to the Super Bowl and outplayed Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So we know Jalen can do it. It was a different offensive coordinator back then. Different defensive coordinator back then. And this team looks vastly different than last year's team, no doubt. But the point of the matter is Jalen has shown he can get it done when the stakes are the highest. And we need that Jalen this weekend or this Monday night. That's the Jalen we need. If we get that Jalen, the Eagles will be going on in the playoffs. And then probably get smacked by the 49ers, but... We'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So, just wanted to come on and uh, chat with you a little bit here and give you my midweek thoughts. And I don't want to, I know probably the last several podcasts, just because the Eagles have been so bad, you know, people are tuning into this podcast and just waiting for me to rant again. And I'm just done ranting with this team. It is what it is. This team is, is what it is. No, don't get me wrong. If they go out there on Monday night and play another crap game against Tampa Bay, you're going to want to tune in for my post game. You don't want to tune in for my post game anyway. But I just, I, I you know, I got to see a better effort. I got to better. I got to see these coaches get their players in a better position. It's, you know, they're out of time. They're out of time to fix these things. The Eagles clearly made a mistake by making Matt Patricia the defensive coordinator over Sean Desai. That was that was a boneheaded, and I think that came from the top. I've said it right when it happened. You can go back to that podcast. I don't know, it was probably five or six. I don't know how many it was. Back when that decision was made, you know, I said that that uh, was not Sariani's call. There's still some discrepancy, and nobody knows for sure. Some people saying that it came from the top. Some people saying that was Sariani made that call. Either way. It backfired horrendously. Feel bad for Desai because the Eagles were going to improve defensively anyway. They fired him after the big stretch with the, you know, the gauntlet we were talking about. You know, they got blown up by Dallas, got blown up by the 49ers. And then they make a change. You know, they're gradually going to get better anyway just because of the talent and the teams, the drop in talent that they were going to be playing. 
But bring Patricia in, and the defense is, you know, they got no idea what they're doing. He's calling defensive plays for a defense that's not even his. I mean, it was just a stupid, stupid decision. Now, I can't tell you that when it happened, I didn't think it was a bad decision. I mean, the Eagles' defense was playing so bad. You know, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is the idea to shake things up. Okay. But it was turned out to be a bad decision. Horrible decision. I definitely think this defense would be better if this, this side was pull, uh, playing, you know, calling the plays. But, as they say, the Eagles made their bed. Now they got to sleep in it. And I don't think they have the balls to make a change and bring Desai back as the defensive coordinator for the, the playoffs. I don't see that happening. Because then the Eagles would have to show to the world that then admit that they made a mistake. And the Eagles don't do that. Even though it's clearly they made a mistake. They might as well just suck it up and for the for the sake of the team and let Desai run the defense. But those appear is going to happen. So it is what it is, and that's actually not happening because Patricia talked to the, uh, you know, talked to the media today. So, you know, he's still running the show, and you know he doesn't have. I don't know. He seems to think that he's going to fix everything, or he knows what's wrong. But he said that before the Giants game, <laughs> and the Giants just did whatever they wanted to. The Giants. Okay, I'm not talking about some offensive juggernaut team. This is the Giants we're talking about. The Eagles somehow made it look good. We all bleed green. We all hope that the Eagles can figure things out now. That the playoffs have started. If there's anything behind what Goddard said and the team just, you know, clinched a while back and they've been kind of just kind of ho humming through the last part of the schedule and thinking they're gonna have easier easier games. I don't know. It's not like they lost these games because they blew it at the end or you know, had had a bad play or missed one missed assignment. They've been horrible throughout the entire game from kickoff to the end. That's why I can't really believe in that part. Unless you did just completely stop practicing. Uh, during the week and did a game plan. I mean, if you, if you told me that the Eagles just basically took those weeks off and didn't do anything, had no game plan, and didn't work out, didn't practice, and didn't play those games and looked that bad, okay, because that's exactly what they look like. That's the scary part because apparently they were practicing <laughs> as normal. Um, so that's why this is uh, it's hard to figure out. It really is. It's hard to wrap your mind around the problems that are going on and the issues that are these Eagles are having. But they are struggling mightily at the wrong time. But one playoff win, guys and gals. One playoff victory. Number one would be a victory. Something we haven't, you know, felt like we haven't won in about two years. But to get a win and to get a playoff win, maybe this pumps some life into this team. Because one of the things I don't want to see, I've been embarrassed enough this season, second half of the season, you know, getting their ass kicked by the 49ers, getting whooped again by the Cowboys, getting whooped by the Giants, losing to our old defensive coordinator, Arizona, 
I mean, going out to Seattle in a game they had hand and they blew it. The game that they had. But again, they can never beat Seattle. Just so many things have just been mounted on top of each other in this season. It's like, my God, wave the white flag. Let's just get the heck out of here and end the season. And this is what I mean here when I'm going with this, is that if they do beat Tampa, let's just say, and then they go to 49ers get waxed again, I mean, what did you really accomplish? Not much. If they go to the 49ers and put up a fight, show some fight for once, and play them hard and lose, that's fine. You know, I could deal with that. 49ers are great, a really good team. Really, really good team. Uh, you know, if they end up going out there and losing, I'm okay with it. If they go out there and get their doors blown off again and embarrassed, that's when I have a problem. Or if they go out on Monday night against Tampa and get whooped on again, and they have no answers again. That's even worse. Because I'm done being embarrassed by this team. It's amazing how this team was 10-1. and I keep saying that, but it really is amazing at one point in the season, they were the best team in football. And it's a pretty far into the season. It's not like they were starting off 5-0 and and collapsed. No, they were 10-1, and more than halfway through the regular season. And then they absolutely collapsed. For reasons we're trying to still figure out. Now, we knew they never had a great defense this year. But where's the pass rush? We know they got players there. Where's the pass rush? Where's the turnovers? This team can't get any turnovers. And they can't get any third down stops. They can't get off the field. I mean, you know, I grew up, I got quite a few years. Those of you who've been with me uh, for a while know that, you know, I turned 50 this year. So I've got 40 plus years of Eagle fanaticism in me. You know, I go back into the uh, mid 80s, I would say, to be comfortable. Um, when I was uh, really, really paying attention to watching the Eagles. And I've seen a lot of great defenses. And and in and, and Philly, I think we almost like the defense. Great defense is better than great offense. Uh, I love defenses that dominate. Love it. That attack the quarterback. That blitz. Hit hard. Turn the ball over. Create turnovers, I should say. You know, create turnovers. And, and just, you know, the Buddy Ryan days. Uh the Carson days, the uh, Jimmy Johnson days. They dominate on defense. The Brian Dawkins, the Jeremiah Trotters, the Reggie Whites, the Seth Joyners, the Eric Allens, the Willie Tees, Clyde Simmons, Jerome Browns. Those teams, Wes Hopkins, Hugh Douglas, Javon Curse, Sheldon Brown, Lito Shepard. Love those defenses. This defense is soft. I can't stand it. I can't stand how soft this defense is. Then on top of it, you got an offense that can't move the ball. <laughs> With all the talent they have, they struggle to score. It's been such a frustrating season. And I know it has for all of us. You know, I know it has. But we hang in there. We still put on our jerseys. 
We still root on our birds. As passionate as always, even though they frustrate the hell out of us sometimes. That's our team. We bleed green. Fly, Eagles, fly. Have I pumped up enough for this game? I'm trying to pump myself up. We will uh, be back for the pregame podcast. It'll be a little bit later this week. Like I said, probably probably Friday or Saturday. We'll figure that out. But make sure you come back and, uh, and tune in. We'll have more to talk about. We'll talk about the injuries. We'll talk about the game more in depth. And let's see if this Eagles team can pull things out. Until then, folks, thank you as always for listening to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Really appreciate it. Let me know your thoughts. You got that email address, P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you're thinking. Let's keep leading green. Let's keep flying more Eagles. We'll be back later this week to dive into the game a little bit more. Until then, thanks as always for listening. We'll catch you all later. Take care. Until then, fly, Eagles, fly.